Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now enjoy a large iced coffee for just two bucks and a breakfast sandwich to make a meal. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 391. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the director of SEO for Advanced Local. Glad it's you could fall. join us, buddy. Yeah, it's fall. I gotta start staying inside more now, I guess. Oh wait, COVID. I forgot. I'm, I am staying inside. It's not official yet though, is it? Fall. Yeah, yesterday was the first day of fall. Ah, uh, that makes sense then. Well, yeah. yesterday, according to when we recorded, not when we say. Yes, <laughs> true. Yeah, especially if you're listening to this for years in advance. In yeah. Summer. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, it uh, it feels like it here in Victoria, BC. I don't know what it feels like there, but it's definitely fallish here. Yeah, it is here too. It's nice. Well, we know we, we did break a, a bit of a rule there and talked a little bit about weather. So let's jump right into news. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so uh, Google on its relationships with SEOs. And is this the one? Yes. So this is was an interview. Uh, it was a nice surprise, actually. I, I was looking on the Google Webmasters videos and saw with some shock that there was Barry. Barry Schwartz uh, was invited to be on a show with uh, Google's Martin Split, and they had a very interesting discussion. Um, they discussed myths surrounding Google's relationship with the SEO community, um, <laughs> some of the, the things that frustrate Google's when uh, webmasters or uh, Google webmasters say it depends <laughs> based on an answer. Um, <laughs> It does depend. Yeah. Um, another, you know, essentially they said, well, yeah, it, it exactly what you said. It does depend. I mean, it, it's not always black and white. And, and that's more the case every day, I think, with the algorithms they've got. It's just they get more and more I, complex. I think that is a symptom of the fact that everything needs to be so secret at Google, right? Mm -hmm. If we knew everything about the algorithm, it wouldn't depend. We could point to different things and say, well, if you do this, this happens. If you do this, this happens very specifically. But, but right it would now, be very since, bad too. Yeah. But since it's such a black box, you have to kind of say, well, it depends. <laughs> yeah. They got to protect their. Absolutely. Protect themselves. And, and, and they have to find that very fine line. And um, well, I'll get to that in a sec here. So the next one was about featured snippets stealing traffic. Uh, the, uh, there was a, this, uh, a good little discussion around how featured snippets um, really just sometimes avoid the click going to a person's website. So Google, in a sense, is stealing that traffic. Um, for those who don't know what that is, featured snippets tend to be, uh, when you're looking in a search result, there tends to be a bunch of information in a box. It's kind of like your answer to your inquiry. So 
essentially you don't have to click on the link to go to the site where the answer was. Um, See, I have a big problem with the phrase stealing traffic when it yeah. comes to this. Well, Dito, it's what they said is the word stealing traffic, but yes, go on. Yeah. Because it's really Google's traffic to do what they want with, mm -hmm. right? Because people are going to Google, it's their traffic. They can decide to keep it or pass it on to someone else. It's their decision. So the idea, I mean, the idea of saying they're stealing something is completely bogus in my mind. Well, the only thing is, is they are using information from that person's website. So in a sense, they are stealing the traffic. No, they're stealing the content. The traffic, <laughs> is, the traffic is theirs. No, but the traffic would have gone to their site. No, it went to Google. The people went to Google and said, hey, I have a question. That's the traffic. If Google decides to send that traffic to another website to answer the question, that's their decision to make. If they decide to answer the question, that is also their decision to make. It is there's no stealing of traffic involved whatsoever. Yeah, I see the, yeah, it's, it's semantics. Um, no, it's not. It, it is a stealing. To a, a, to a content creator, it's stealing. Because the content's being taken, and as a result, person. If you change the word traffic, traf if you change the word traffic to content, I agree with you completely, right? They're stealing content. Sure, I get that. They are not stealing traffic. They're just deciding to do something with it other than what you want them to do with it. Yeah, but I see where they're coming from. I, I see what they mean by stealing traffic. It's it is clear to them because that business, that traffic would have gone to them if Google hadn't used the content from their site? No. It's very possible. They would, have, they would have never gotten any traffic from Google if Google didn't already own that traffic. So Google cannot steal its own tra traffic. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> You're not wrong there, but I, I this, uh, this, argument is a little different in that sense but yeah I, un I understand the perception and the visual the visuals behind it but i think we need to start calling it what it is it's not stealing traffic it's stealing content yeah. which is a much more um what's the word i'm looking for it's 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 much it's something that there's actually laws and structure around right mm -hmm. that the, is true the, 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 yeah, but if you look no, at it again from the pure pureness of the phrase, then yes, that would be illegal. You're right. And, and to many people, um, that the fact that that content is being used in that way is stealing. And they consider traffic because it's there where they make their money. No. So it's all perception. That's what they think it is. You're right. It's all perception, but they're wrong. Yeah. They're steal stealing content is absolutely what they are doing. The traffic is theirs to begin with and they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to transparency um, was the questions. You, you just don't want me arguing anymore. I know you're just trying to shut me up. No, because you never say you're wrong. <laughs> you're right or wrong. <laughs> no, I say I'm right. wrong all the time. <laughs> but it's also but, perception. It's And I'm trying to be the devil's advocate because the way they look at it makes sense to me way you're looking at it makes sense to me as well, but it is how they want to look at it. And it makes, to them, Google supports them, supports it's, you know, they've earned the right to get that ranking. And who's they? The content provider. 
have so earned the website. Right. Yes, have earned the right so, for that, that visibility. Now that visibility is there, but all of a sudden it's been, it, it's been let's, let's say in this case, it was there before they were already getting that traffic from Google. Then Google added a snippet to make it bigger so that the answer was there. All of a sudden that traffic is to shut off. I, I guess I, I guess the one flaw in that that comment that you just made is the fact that websites do not have any rights when it comes to Google. Google's a private company; they don't have any rights whatsoever. You have to work within the framework that Google tells you they want you to work within, and if you do that, they will allow you to appear on their website. But you don't have a right to appear on their website. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying is, well, you know what I'm saying. You're just trying to be argumentative. But no, I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure everybody in our audience understands that, because there's all kinds of confusion, not necessarily even confusion, but a lot of people think that they have the right to do stuff on Google, and they forget that Google is a private company and Google can do whatever it wants with its own properties. Actually, it's not true, though. You know that's not true. Well, from from the standpoint of this conversation, uh, no, not necessarily. Look at look at Europe. But I'm not talking about Europe. I'm yes, about but that's still Google and their properties. They are having to pay for doing that because there is a law in Europe that tells them they have to. Right. There so is there is no such right. law in the United States. There's no such law in Canada. Right, but they have the right to push for that. They are saying because Google is essentially a monopoly, they have the right to say that this is stealing. But and both, both Bing and Apple will tell you that it's not a monopoly. But go ahead. Well, now you're really, <laughs> you're really looking for answers here. Anyway, reaching, buddy. Okay. As I, I said, know. I want to move on. We could talk about this for. Yeah, a while. yeah, that's true. We should, but but I don't want to go past no the buts. video. With I don't want to go past the video with Barry yet because there was a good thing, our second point. I'm on not that going past video. it. I'm going through all of them. All the all pieces. Right. If I ever get to it. <laughs> I might let you. <sighs> Transparency was the other part that was brought up. And, and you know, he, uh, and, and I think the, the overall agreement here was Google has been about as transparent as it's ever been these days. I mean, they've got these videos they're creating. They have both Martin Split, Gary Eish, or not both, but three of them, Gary Eish, John Mueller, all these people who have very visible positions. And they're all being very responsive. It's, it's historically unprecedented in, in, in Google's realm. I'm not saying that they're giving all the answers by any stretch, but they are being as transparent as they've ever been. And it seems like they're doing their absolute best to do that without giving away the farm, which would, of course, put them in a bad place. I'll give them that. Would you give them that? Um, yeah, I, I won't be argumentative there. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> All right. Um, what the best possible website, you know, the old saying, you know, you need, if you really want to succeed, just make the best possible website. And of course, everyone chuckles going, yeah, 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 right. Well, <laughs> that is kind of endless, right? Uh, anyway, it's a bit of a conversation they had there. It is an interesting one to sit back and, and listen to. Um, the other it's, one, I have a, I, honestly, I haven't watched it in full yet, um, but it is all. on my list. It is on, it is on my list. I saw a little bit of it, but it is mm -hmm. on my list to watch the whole thing. Um, the last one, um, well, one of the key ones was uh, SEOs twisting Google words, Google's words. Yeah, no, you know, that <laughs> happens all the time. We do it for fun too. And then most yep. of the time it's campy. 
but um, you know, they, they do have to be careful with what they say. And sometimes it's pretty funny um, because it looks very, how would you put it? Uh, I don't know, avoidance, lots of avoidance, but he claims it's not. He claims they're trying it's, to deflect is what you're saying. Well, yeah, in a sense. I mean, they're just, it's like a, a politician answering something, right? Yeah. Um, they aren't that commit. bad. There are the odd cases where I think I've, I've read Gary Ish being a little bit like that, but most of the time they're very upfront. Um, and they'll say, no, we're not going to talk to you about rank, you know, our ranking algorithm. No, sorry. <laughs> we can't. I mean, even uh, Martin Split said that he does not want to know what the algorithms are. The, the, he doesn't want to know that secret sauce because he's bad at keeping secrets. That's a quote from him. He's, I'm bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that. Um, so, you know, he didn't want to, doesn't want to slip up, doesn't want to know anything. He just wants about that. He just wants to know what they do, which is the webmasters. And I'm sure Barry wrote a couple of articles after his interview, but the one that caught my eye was specifically about how Google talks to people about this stuff, right? And um, it was very interesting to me that they, they say that they don't, if they do want to talk to you about a question you have, they don't want to do it in private. They want it in a public forum, which I thought was very interesting. Goes to your point also about, you know, them being transparent. Um, so if you happen to have a question for Google, it seems like the best, your best course of action is go to one of those business hour video things that John Mueller does. Um, oh, you know, ask your question in an open forum that, you know, these guys are um, frequenting. Don't send John Mueller or Eish a private email saying, hey, can you help me with this problem? They want to do this stuff in public. Um, I can say that I, I know you probably have too, Ross, but you know, there's been times in the past when I've reached out directly about something going on with my business, but it's not like a question that says, hey, can you figure this out for me? Um, like, I can give you an example. I reached out to Matt Cutts once because the company I was working for wanted to do something. And I said, that's not a good idea. We should not do this. And they said, they said why? Show me some articles or something where someone wrote something about why we shouldn't do this. And I couldn't find any. So to give them, I, I reached out to Matt Cutts and said, hey, Matt, this is what the company wants to do. I'm telling them it's not right, and I need some support to help them not do this. Can you help me? And he wrote me a couple paragraphs and saying, this is why you should not do this. And I showed it to the, to the bosses, and they said, okay, we won't do it. That kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I've, I, yeah I've, never, I've never said, hey, you know, you know, can someone help me figure out why I'm not ranking for this or why I'm getting this problem? That stuff, you know, I haven't asked anything like that directly, but if you need to, I'd say do it in a public forum. Yeah, exactly. Either on that the, the, the video, if you happen to get on there, but or, or also just within their chat or within the actual forums um, yeah. for the specific area, especially if it's local SEO, there's some great forums for that, um, for classic organic, um, I don't know how active they are in the old forums we used to hang out in. I haven't been in them in eons. It was, it was funny. That it's just, I just thought of this. It kind of relates. Earlier today, just today, I had somebody from my company reach out to me and he says, I know this sounds weird, but do you know anybody at Google? <laughs> my response was, maybe. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not something any of us want to leverage 
It's not exactly. fun. I mean, we never know if we're going to get a response ourselves. And if we yeah, do, very it's true. very trite. It, it, not by any means um, nasty, but they're, they're, they're busy. <laughs> you know, they, they'll do what they can if they can. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I got to give them credit. They do what they can. Um, I think when things go to shit, um, well, and, and the local SEO realm is generally shit. Um, <laughs> oh, oops, sorry, I used forward. But it is, um, uh, you, I couldn't help it. That was unfiltered. You, yeah, you just got kicked off of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Right <laughs> well, it's just, it, it is. It's just a mess there. Um, it's, yes, it's getting better, though. I'll give them that. But it's way too, it can be way too long. Way too long. Yeah. Anyway, things like that, uh, I think it's a bit of appalling. A bit appalling how long they're doing, taking to do anything with it. But anyway. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's this thing you're talking about? Um, somebody added search features. Is that, is that a search engine on this next question? Sorry, one second. I think it's pronounced binge. No, Bing. Bing. <laughs> binge. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that's a, uh, still some sort of website. Might even have some search involved. I'm not sure. Yeah, interesting. They did, um, they did some stuff? They did, and, and I'm trying to get to it, but my browser seems to be crashing on me here. Second here. Oh. Which is always fun. Um, yeah, so Bing has, quote unquote, improved some key search features. Um, it's quite a lengthy article. It's on its search engine journal, I believe. Yep. yep. Um, yep. And it's by Matt Southern. He always does great articles. Uh, and to quote him, it says, Bing is rolling out several updates to improve key search features, including auto-suggest, people also ask, and intelligence, intelligent answers unquote. So um, we chuckled. I sort of suggested perhaps this should go in the non-SEO section of our show. Because, <laughs> yeah, Bing SEO, low priority, but... Um, what's, what's, what's their search share these days? Do you know? I don't know. what Last I know it was like 8%, but maybe it's as high as 10 and 12. Well, I, I thought know. it was in the teens. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, there, yeah, so better suggest auto suggest predictions are coming. Uh, more people also ask recommendations, uh, intelligent answers in more regions and semantic highlighting in search snippets. Uh, and he breaks down each of them in terms of examples. Um, it's a, it's a good, so funky article. did, did uh, and I know we're talking about Bing, but I'm going to, I want to talk about a real search engine. Did Google. <laughs> Google used to highlight semantic words in search result pages on SERPs. They, they would bold them all. Um, then they got rid of it and they stopped bolding them. But now I think they brought it back. Do you, have you noticed this recently where they've started bolding semantic words in search results again? No, I, 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 I don't I'm kind of, I think I, it's almost like banner blindness for me. I've got to be, do pay better attention to all the changes. Yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to check that because I, I used to use that a lot. And they got rid of it. I was pissed. It's it's nice that Bing's adding it, but it's not like it's. I mean, I used that 15 years ago. <laughs> I kind of liked it when it was there. Yeah. I'm actually trying to find. Maybe I didn't take a screenshot of it. Damn it! I found a result the other day, a paid result, um, where it had, or it was a local SEO result, and our local result, I should say. And when I looked at it, um, I saw ads, normal ads. Then I saw guaranteed, Google guaranteed. And then I saw people also search for with more ads. 
<laughs> like, yeah. holy crap. Jeez. It had to be 10 or 12 placements. I mean, it was insane. It took forever to get to anything that wasn't paid. Wow. I, I just checked and I'm not seeing any kind of bolding on Google search results for things that used to have it. Like um, homes, if you search for homes, it used to bold home apartments, APT, things like that. If you search for cars, it would bold cars, autos, automobiles. I saw trucks at one point. So it used to pull in semantic language and bold them in the search results. I'm not seeing that right now. Mm. Okay. I'm gradually having Chrome windows breaking here. Woohoo! That's always good for the show. All right. Google talks about private support for Google search and SEO. This is another part of that discussion with um, Barry. Yeah. What was this yeah, about? That's what we were just talking about, how, oh. how, how people should, if they want support, they need to do it in public space. Oh, I see. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jumped onto Bing. Um, now, the voice search options. What's this all about for Bing? It's just an, on desktop. They've added a little um, icon, and you have the search bar where you type in your search phrase. They added icon after that. It's basically a microphone. So now you can do, you can just talk and it'll voice search for you. Um, but it's only on desktop, which is really weird. Hmm. They might just be testing it because that seems like more of a mobile friendly feature than a desktop friendly feature. Yeah, but then you'd have to have a Windows phone. Who wants those? Do you? If you go to the Bing website. Oh, I see. It's just the big web. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Windows. I just, I'm sorry. I was trying not to be argumentative, but I kind of had to say <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my. All right. Um, we're still not done the SEO news yet here. It says, Google supports new structured data for retailers. Now, this is only for companies that are not using the Merchant Center account. Um, but if you have shopping results, um, you can now add uh, shipping information. So what you'll start seeing, and this is great. I mean, unfortunately, it is only in the States, it seems. But um, what it'll show is... Uh, we are quarantined, you know. Nothing can come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's just we don't see this in Canada, this particular feature. But um, if you uh, do a search and you get shopping listings appear in the results, it would show you the pricing. But now it's going to show um, with shipping, free shipping, whatever it may be, and it'll show the pricing if you have the structured markup in there. So it's just a recent one, it's been a, a new edition. This is from Search Engine Journal, so check it out. Um, if you are a retailer in the States and you haven't already uh, benefited from this or, you, or if you don't have a Merchant Center account. All right, well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna talk some less local SEO news and Mueller files. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, dokie. Google My Business has updated its guidelines for service area businesses and virtual offices. Uh, this was uh, both on Search Engine Roundtable and the main, I think the original is from Sterling Sky. So this is Joy Hawkins, always on top of this stuff. Um, there's some pretty fundamental changes here for larger companies. Um, I'll try and just sort of provide a, a quick summary here. Uh, if you have separate office locations, they must be staffed by your business staff. In other words, you can't have shared staff if this is a virtual location. So they're trying to further establish what a virtual location is versus your own business location. Um, uh, they also added uh, in the following for service areas, quote, if you have different locations for your service business with separate service areas and separate staff at each location, you're allowed one profile for each location. The boundaries of your profile over, profile's overall service area shouldn't extend farther than about two hours of driving time from where your business is based. For some businesses, larger service areas may be appropriate, unquote. Do they um, talk about the potential of overlap on those service areas if you have more than one location? Not that I can, it's not mentioned in, in, in Joy's summary, maybe, but it doesn't okay. say that. Something um, to look into. At one point, it was only one location per state. She got that directly from Google, but now wow. provided the staff are different, you can have more than one. Um, so that's good news. Imagine that. So does, does the staff have to be in the location? Yes. But if you, ha- if you have remote locations, but you have dedicated. Hear that? 
That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Staff at your quote unquote corporate offices for each yeah. location. This is going to be a real like yeah. problem during this new age of remote work. No question. Yeah, it really will. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. Service area, they're going to have to do a lot more work on service area business and perfecting how that works because it's going to be a mess. Um, anyway, those, those are some of the key areas. Um, one thing too is that service area business may create only one profile for the metropolitan area they serve. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds, it's a policy clarification, but anyway, I, I, that sounds like a- Well, that, that means you're only allowed to, so- Only one in New that, York or something, right? Yeah, but okay, if they originally said only one per state, there's 50 states. If you look at metropolitan areas as defined by the, like the post office and stuff, there's only 58 of those, right? So it does open up outside of metropolitan areas. You can have more locations. Yeah. I guess. But, it, but for larger companies who, who do business in larger cities, it's not much of a help for them if they're, if they're limiting it to one per metro. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if your business doesn't have permanent, and they stress that, permanent on-site signage, it's not eligible as storefront and should be listed as a service area business. That's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense though. Um, it, it doesn't have to be out on street side, right? There, there's people who have signs on their doors. Um, generally, you're going to have that unless it's a virtual location. So they're trying to eliminate that option. Yeah, interesting. I've had people, I've had clients who do work out of their home. They don't want anyone to go there. I've made the suggestion that they at least put up a, um, you know, what kind of those real estate sort of posts and then put their sign. Um, and then take a photo with that, with their car. That's got a, perhaps a, um, ad wrap on it, you know, so it's got their business wrap around it. It looks good. That's the kind of photo you could put online. And as long as that sign is technically permanent, you're fine. Um, and actually, it's pretty good for business, I imagine, because it reminds people that you're there. I, I guess I have to wonder, and I'm not trying trying to, you know, be uh, argumentative. <laughs> uh huh. Don't but, fight your nature. So there was a lot of uproar about how Google was trying to mandate how people build websites when they started saying, you know, you have to be mobile friendly, you have to have HTTPS and it's and they didn't say you have to but they said you had to unless you wanted to not rank as well as you were ranking or could rank fall into right? obscurity yeah yeah so so there was a lot of discussion about you know why does Google get to mandate this to businesses and now they're mandating physical aspects of a business you have to have a sign that to me crosses a line it really does. Hmm. I could understand them using their, their, their strength and their power 
and, and their, their stated goal of trying to make the internet a better place by making it mobile friendly and secure. I can kind of understand that. And I kind of understand them trying to make sure a business is actually a business because they have a lot of problems with spam and local search. But forcing somebody to buy a sign for their physical location kind of crosses a line for me. <laughs> well, like you said, pulling it back to you, yeah. it's uh, Google's right. Yeah. Um, and in this case, yep, you pay to play. You're true. Play. You're, you're absolutely correct. Um, all right, so uh, Google updates document on how reviews impact local rankings. This is from Search Engine Roundtable. Yeah, and it's not nearly as extensive as the, no. uh, the update we just talked about. It's just one little change Tiny. that was noticed. Semantic, um, for sure. It's, it's, I'm not sure how semantic it is because you know the lawyers were involved. <laughs> Basically, what they changed is um, uh, inside its document on local ranking factors, they specific, the only thing they changed was um, talking about reviews and how they impacted local rankings. The change was local rankings will, quote, will probably improve. They changed to can improve. And yeah, it's semantics, but they mean completely different things if you think about it, if you, if you want to get really, really anal about it. Can we say anal on our iHeartRadio? I don't know. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're into, man. All right. So yeah, um, <laughs> probably, probably improve is not semantic in my mind to can improve. They're very similar. Yeah. Can't, like Darren Schott is a good way to describe it. He says, will probably is more committed. People will be like, yeah, it didn't impact my rankings, but you said it probably would. Can is more like it depends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so well, it's not a, not, not a huge deal. But the reason I'm trying to figure out why they changed it in my head. Why were they getting complaints from people about that? Was it, I mean, like you just said, were people saying, hey, you told me I would probably improve, but I didn't. Or was it just something they were, the lawyer said, we need to change this so we don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's just to me that the, 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 the reason this is on the show and a story is because not because they changed it and what they changed it to and from, but why they changed it in my <laughs> mind. And I don't understand why they changed it. I'm sure it'll keep you up at night. It will. <laughs> and, and at least until I fall asleep. Yeah. Um, uh, next one, another, another small piece here, but it is interesting. Um, uh, one of the discussions on the local search forum.com uh, was about uh, the topic title was products appears for some HVAC clients, but not others. So um, in this example, uh, it was a um, HVAC company. Uh, he has a number of clients that are HVAC. Some um, are showing the products that he's added to their Google My Business listing and some haven't. Um, Joy piped in saying that that is something that is very common right now. It actually, although a lot of us thought it had, it hasn't rolled out completely, um, in fact, She's many clients that still doesn't have, don't have the ability to, or still don't have anything showing. Some do, some don't. It doesn't appear to be anything other than a rollout issue. So don't worry about it. If your products aren't showing up, they probably will at some point. It's just a slow rollout. All right, let's jump into Mueller files. Uh, the con Sorry, yes? I, I know, I just thought I was reading, I was reading that forum that you're talking about and people went on to ask Joy a couple of questions about this. And I think one of them is a really good question. Um, 
some who is it dookie god uh, <laughs> never mind uh, he asks he asks joy specifically that the google support page states their verticals or products aren't available and asks if she has a list of those she came back and said i believe hotels are one and a few restricted categories categories like gun shops um wonder why uh hotels would be listed mm, products i don't know yeah i don't know it's just interesting and the fact that they do have restricted categories makes a ton of sense especially when you point out things like guns and probably dispensaries and stuff like that interesting yeah um okay Mueller files the context around links is secondary but anchor text is primary oh wonderful so this is a search engine roundtable. Um, this is uh, article, sorry. Um, mm -hmm. And, oh, Chrome, what are you doing to me here? Okay, <laughs> it's killing me, jerking <laughs> all over the bloody screen. Okay, um, dear God. Okay, so uh, a gentleman asked, can Google get context for what is around a link when it just has a, you know, in this case, um, it just says click here. There's actually no context in the anchor. John Mueller says, sure, but that is more secondary. Like that really strong piece of context from an anchor text will be missing. So some of the content around the side does help a little bit, but really the primary aspect of that link is gone, the anchor text. It really, they've lost a lot of benefit there by using click. Um, usually that doesn't matter. It's not that it counts against your website anyway. It's just, it is just for this particular link. We do not know really what the context is. Um, it's interesting to me because I think click here links as, as a, as an aspect of your overall backlink profile, not that one individual link. I think click here links are important because we know that they exist and we know that they're common. And if you didn't have a single one in your entire backlink profile, that would be suspicious. That's the way I've always looked at it. I don't think I've cared that much about it, but fair enough. Yeah. Um, I think it just naturally happened anyway. Uh, yeah, they do for sure. You can't control how people link to you and no. Google knows that. And if it looks like you've controlled every link that people link to you, that's not a good thing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Google on link algorithms and how long, for, for, how long does it take for links to work? Uh, again, this is another uh, Mueller file. And this was interesting. Um, the link algorithms bit wasn't really that revolutionary. We've talked about how the algorithms are complex. There's not just one, it all updates. Uh, you know, one may update, 2000 of them may update. <laughs> yeah, whatever, who knows how many, right? Um, uh, he says, it's not like we have one piece of machinery that is the core algorithm and we change one screw there, that's a core algorithm update. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's more like, we have so many different algorithms that work in search. And when we make significant changes across a number of them or significant changes in the way that we interpret them, then that's something that we would call a core algorithm update. You wanted to just really clarify what people are thinking of a core update. Now, what, what I found very interesting about this article, and I really want to follow up with John about this because it seems a little shocking to me, um, is if I can scroll, <laughs> Chrome is such a hog at times. Um, 
Okay, I'm getting there, I think. If I can just scroll down a little farther. Torture. While you're finding that, I, I want to say it's, it's about time to have John back on the show. Totally, 100% yeah. agree. Um, <laughs> and for me to reboot Chrome, this is just devastating. Oh my God. Anyway, I can't get to it. I wanted to read off what he said exactly. But what it comes down to is that they take, when they see a link, they take it into account its effect on your website immediately. Now, I, I, I added on your website because that's not exactly, they didn't actually add that. But that's what's being insinuated here in the article. What I wonder is whether or not that is true or whether or not he was thinking of it differently. Anyway, they did, he did state that links are taken and, and, may, and are, are considered and take effect as soon as they're found. And that's pretty new to me. I, I, I expected, I think most of us did, that it's something that they evaluate over the long term. Like so I'm reading, I think I'm reading what you're looking for. My Chrome's working fine, thank you. Um, <laughs> so the, I'm going to read this, this quote from Giant. You tell me if this is what you are talking about. He says, I'm going to read, it's a long one, so it'll take me a second. But rather, we have many different algorithms that work in search. And when we make significant changes across a number of them or significant changes in the way that we interpret them, then that's something we would call a core algorithm update. I'm, I'm still going. I'm still going. So from that point of view, it's not that we would say the way that we handle links never changes or the way that we handle links always changes when we make a core algorithm update. Okay. Next, Mueller says a change in a link algorithm can happen at any time, not just during a core algorithm update. These changes can happen essentially at any time and they may also coincide with core algorithm updates is John's exact quote. I found it here. Okay, this is the quote that I meant. It's not what you mentioned there. Um, okay. John answered to how long it takes for a link to take effect in Google. Quote, the way that we process links is something that is continuous. So it's not that we have to wait for a specific time frame to see the new effect of the links, but rather when we see links in the web, we can take them into account essentially immediately, unquote. That made me stop okay. and might, might just stop completely. Is that in that same article? Because I'm not finding that. It's Search Engine Journal. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Let me just... Uh, the article you linked in our show notes. I'm just going to try and paste it in here if I can use Chrome again here. No, yeah. no, I'm fine. I just want to read the article that it was in. Yeah, it is. I'll screenshot it for you. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. See this, but yeah, it's a bit of a shocker when I saw that. Yeah, we definitely need to ask him about that then. Yeah, I think so. Because I want to make sure that that's true. You know, they definitely take them into account essentially immediately, to quote them there, but into account for what? You know, is that actually a, into account for a person's website as a ben benefit or negative or nothing? Or yeah, and the, into well, what? It's, it's also the word immediately that bothers me because Google never does anything immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, and this is an interesting question you found here. Um, yeah, so it was, and I put this in here because I've I've been in this business. What is it now? Let's see, closing in on. Let's see, ninety-one to now is what? No, however many years that is. Not ninety-one. Yeah. No, no, ninety-five. Ninety-one. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. 95. 91's when I got out of the Air Force. I get that. I'm getting old. I confuse shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all my time in this business, I've never heard this question asked. And when Barry wrote it up in his article, he, he started with, I've never heard this question asked before. <laughs> but basically the question is, um, Wayback Machines, if you, if you have your site appearing in the Wayback Machine, does it impact your Google rankings if you remove it or if you add it? And uh, it was just such a unique question specific to that. I was like, I just, but the, the well, the answer, the quick answer is um, <laughs> no. Here, here's the actual question that Vlad Rappaport asked John Mueller. He said, uh, particular question, are rankings affected if a site is completely removed from the Wayback Internet Archive Machine? And then for those of you who don't know, the Wayback Internet Archive Machine, which exists, it's on archive.org still, right? Yep. Okay, if you go to archive.org, they're, they're trying to preserve the history of what the internet looks like, right? So they, they crawl every site, take snapshots, and copy the codes. They try to basically, they're making an archive of the entire internet. And you can go there and you can type in a domain name and it'll show you basically throughout history of that domain and the, and the archive.org, what that site has looked like at periodic intervals, right? So you can look and see, oh, this site used to be a site about um, Toy Story, but now it's a site about selling toys, right? So you can get, a, you know, because there's very few domains that have not been registered at some point at this point, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they all used to be something else, or at least most of them. So this site will actually let you see what they used to be. So this guy's question is, you know, does it impact rankings if your site is removed from that archive? And John Mueller's specific answer, quote, no, but why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Because I have to say, why would you want to remove it from there? Um, no, he, there's no information about the guy wanting why he wanted to remove it or anything, uh, but it is an interesting question. Um, it's, and I'm not sure why it wouldn't impact it. I guess John is saying that uh, the Wayback Machine doesn't have any authority, so a link from there wouldn't really give you anything. Well, and he's also saying like it's got some benefit by having a bit of history. You know, it's nice yeah. to be able to see the history. Some of it's not. Like I look back at my old website in 97. Oh, dear God. <laughs> it's, it's, well, yeah, true. <laughs> but the, the specific question, are rankings affected if it's completely removed? And he says no. Hmm. And if rankings are not affected if it's completely removed, means that any of the links on that site were not having any impact to begin with. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to answer a question from one of our listeners. Awesome. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. 
distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, this last question, I'm, I think you're going to have to read it off here because I can't get back to my tab. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got there. I got there. It says, all right, oh, this is good. Lucas. Lucas Adam. Uh, so, is that how you pronounce his first name? I would think the Z is, is silent. Yeah. Is it, Lucas. Yeah. Um, he says, hey, guys, another question so, since I got so much help last time. Hey, hey. All right. So I've changed my published on dates to updated on dates. Uh, and what he's talking about is the, the, the articles or posts within the site. Now Google so, thinks my uh, article was published yesterday. And the article is one year old. Can this have any bad side effects? I'm using something called Jekyll as a static site generator because it makes pages extremely fast. While using it, I simply changed the dates to when I've updated my articles. Then I checked with the first time in the index tool and showed me, and it showed me the updated date. I guess this isn't the right process, right? Or practice, right? Shall I simply use the JSON schema code to mark up updates? Oof, this is very, very SEO 200 plus for listeners, sorry. But it is a valid question. But there is an SEO 101 answer. Yeah. And what would you say? Uh, well, first, before, before to get to the answer, I want to, I have a couple of questions about the question, right? My first question would be, um, what the heck is a first time in the index tool, right? That shows you the updated date. Is that from Google? Is it showing you what Google thinks your, uh, your date is? Or is this a third party tool that has no connection to Google whatsoever? I just don't know what kind of tool you're using to get this. Um, uh, but to me, and th this is really a valid question for me because um, the only way it would impact you if Google thought that your date was like yesterday instead of a year is if you're trying to get into Google News or trying to, to stay in Google News. If you update an article and it changes, the only date published piece of the, the, the the algorithm that I'm very sure of is in Google News. There's probably some some stuff in the algorithms in organic search that are tied to when dates when things were published, just so they can tell what's recent and what's not. 
right? And that's important in some topics. Some topics it has, it's not important at all. Um, so I think there's probably some, something going on in that space if the tool you use actually reflects what Google is thinking, okay? I know from our sites, um, we are news oriented. We have a published date and an updated date. We have two dates on articles, right? Based mm -hmm. on when they were originally published and when they were updated. If you can do that, that would be the best way to go in my opinion. Um, don't, don't just rely on one date. Yeah, they, someone recommended adding the JSON for both. Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar enough with JSON personally to know how that's done. Um, I guess you do. It's, it's basically schema markup. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, that's what I meant, schema, but um, I guess it's, it's all there to be found online, <laughs> the actual code. Yeah, but, but to, to answer your question, um, I don't know if it's gonna impact your Google anything because I don't know where you got the data or that tool, that, the data from that tool. I don't know where it comes from. If you could answer that question, we might, might be able to give you a better answer. First but either way, it doesn't matter where the, the information came from. If you add both a publishing date and an updated date, you'll be fine. Perfect. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. And if you also, if you've enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate any feedback on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast stream. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.